Oh, so I guess I'm starting it off today. Welcome to the Lowdown, episode four. This is Derek. And I'm Luke, and the date is January 25th, 2023. Yes, and today we'll be getting into a couple games that we have recently played, trying to get more on the modern release schedule as opposed to the re- uh, recap that we were doing last time. So I think we're starting it off with me talking about One Piece Odyssey, a game that I recently finished, finally, (laughs) which, you know, a little preview into how I'm going to talk about this game. Uh, If you're a fan of JRPGs, if you're a fan of One Piece, this is a fine game. And I am a fan of both of those things, so I stuck with the game. If you're not a fan of JRPGs and you're not a fan of One Piece, might not be your cup of tea. Uh, if you're a fan of just one of these things and not both, you'll probably like it. I will say, I think not the worst introduction to One Piece for like a video game player. As a kid, I used to not know about a lot of these IPs coming out. Sometimes the video game would come out. I would play that, then I would understand it. Dragon Ball Z, for example. That's how I learned Dragon Ball Z for the longest time, was through video games like Budokai 1, 2, and 3, especially 3. Love that game. (laughs) But I could compare this to that in a way where you go through a lot of the arcs. They miss a lot, but there's a lot to One Piece. So That's that's where I disagree. Like like you said, it misses a lot, and I know you're not nearly that far in the game. It really starts glossing over stuff. Like, really starts glossing over stuff. I get that. You don't learn between any uh, between NES lobby and the war. You get none of that. So if you're not familiar with One Piece, um, we're talking about a thousand chapter manga. manga, over a thousand episodes of the anime too. Right. Yeah. This is long. Yeah. For one game to even cover everything, oh, it's gonna be tough. I don't know if it could. Yeah. It might take a multiple parter. I think if it was a game that was only about the story and not about its original story, it would work. But this game is about, it's kind of more of a one piece movie than it is a one piece going in. Like for a fan of one piece, it's taking the biggest moments of the anime, really. Yes. And yeah, turning it into a game. For fans of one piece, you get Alabasta, you get NES Lobby, you get the war, you get Jess Rosa. You get the good stuff, but it skims over, especially later in the game. It skims over a lot of what it did. Uh, yeah, this game's initial release date was January 12th, 2023, and I just finished it today on January 25th. And <laughs> it's a bit of a grind. It's a bit of a grind. If you like and, JRPGs, get ready to buckle yeah, up for this one. Yeah. The, and the thing that I don't like about that, because I played this as well, but I didn't beat it. I've jumped onto other games like for spoken which we'll be getting into but um along with the grind it's it was just too easy that was yeah yeah uh a problem that gets rectified at a certain point when i thought i was like this is getting easy this is getting a little harder at a certain point in the game around nes lobby and the main story after that it was getting a little more difficult but then all of a sudden I went to the war and it's like recommended levels 34 
and I'm just sitting there. I'm a 38 already. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, am I about to be over leveled for the rest of this game? And it seemed like the case. I really didn't yeah. have much of an issue after that. But it feels like the game wants you to grind. That's yeah, it's weird. Like having Doflamingo be a easier boss fight than Crocodile was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, and you have the whole party by then. Yeah, so many items just stacked. Mm-hmm. You couldn't mm-hmm. even be touched. Yeah, it's it's not the best JRPG. It's a fine One Piece content thing, though. which is what I see most people saying. Like fans of One Piece have something to appreciate about this game yeah if you just took the beginning some of the middle and the end of that game it's kind of just a good one piece movie (laughs) but then they add all this stuff of you going back and doing older arcs but if you just put in what was in the game original content it's just a fine one piece story filler story yeah something to make your way through um personally i got it on steam because i have a steam deck and i thought hey if this works on Steam Deck, that is how I'm playing this. And if it doesn't, I'll play it on my PC. That's fine. It does work on Steam Deck. Ideal. Oh, I, yeah. Ideal way to play it, this game. Definitely how I wish I could have played it. Right. If it were on Switch. But yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Don't have a Steam Deck. But yeah, if it was on Switch, I would have been playing it. And during the more boring moments of just walking through areas I know everything about, and grinding enemies i would have just played that while watching tv or something and while i guess it's not really the best introduction to one piece yeah but for someone who maybe just wants to know what it's like getting a feel for it this will give you yeah no it'll give you a bit for sure it will yeah you may be confused yeah a a little bit because there's so much it throws so much at you that uh, even stuff from what's currently going on in One Piece, like the Germa 66 references early in the game. Yeah, exactly. You'll you'll have no idea in over your head. Yeah. But that's going to happen when you jump into an IP sometimes. Yeah. Especially from where... a weird point of it where it's like, oh, I'm playing the game instead of just straight out reading it or straight yeah. out watching it. That's why I wish we had a game for One Piece more like, like what you're saying with Budokai yeah. and stuff just, oh, that just well, goes through the tale I'll, of the series. A, a Budokai-like fighting-based One Piece game like that. Oh, it'd be ideal. It'd be ideal. Amazing. There, we had that one fighting game, the Rush. Uh, Burning Blood. <laughs> Rush, right. Yeah. One Piece I thought Rush was Blood. in the subtitle there. Nope. But that game was only Dressrosa, really. Right. It just had every character... Like, a good amount of characters. Not every character, but a good amount of characters. Which is a cool idea. Yeah. No, I'm fine with a fighting game for any anime IP. I would like it to be more like these Dragon Ball Z games are, though, where they're just... They're worked out. Yeah. They... You go through the tale of the series. Even Xenoverse didn't do a horrible job of going through the tale. Like, you go back in time, and even though you're, you know, self-insert MC... You go through the entire story of Dragon Ball still. See, I, I'm speaking more of on a gameplay front where uh, I think like Budokai 3 and Fighters. Yeah. Those are like 
just incredibly fun games to play. Yeah. Oh, even Tenkaichi was good. Tenkaichi's great as well, but the Tenkaichi and Xenoverse, I do get burnt out on. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me. I, so. I, I agree. I've been burnt out on those games before. Yeah, Budokai so, 3 and Fighters, though. Definitely. If we get a Dragon Ball Fighters for One Piece, I would lose my life. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. As someone who hit Super Saiyan God tier ranked when that was one of the higher ranks, I know they've added more since then, but when that was one of the higher ranks, I was up there in Fighters, so I would just be doing that all day. And just the amount of creativity they can put into a One Piece fighting game. Yeah. Well, Luffy would play like Dalsum from Street Fighter. <laughs> just have all oh, these Yeah, things. they would adapt It'd plenty of characters, um, but there's so many more that they could have, too. Yeah. Like One Piece has such a library of oh, characters. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I, th- I think there's, I know there's definitely over a thousand named characters at this point. I don't know how, how many more than that off the top of my head, but I know it's definitely over a thousand. So I get why it's daunting for some people to go in on it because hardcore fans like me are just like, you don't remember that character from that one time? <laughs> it's like, I don't know why I know their name, but I still do for some reason. <laughs> yeah uh so gameplay wise to break it down yeah uh very standard jrpg gameplay it kind of has a rock paper scissors system where some characters are fist some characters are sword some characters are gun or technique power and speed yeah that's the way they classify it yeah i i prefer fist sword gun i didn't it makes it easier for yourself yeah slightly yeah yeah uh, so what is it? Technique is good again, or I now you got me thinking about the names. Where mm. I'm just gonna be like, no, guns good against I sword. Technique beats speed. Speed beat. No, uh, speed strength. beats technique. Right. Technique beats power. We're all over the place. Power beats speed. Speed. Yeah, power beats speed. Speed beats technique. Technique beats power. Right is how it works. And one of the things I will say about the gameplay is that. System is cool, but it really falls off near the end of the game because a lot of things, for some reason, were weak to technique because I think they tried to make a lot of things good against Luffy. Okay. I think this is where this whole game falls apart is in this technique, speed, and power-based triangle system. I like the idea of it, and I think it works pretty well for most of the it's game. It's not a bad idea, but it's just... I think about other turn-based RPGs like this, like Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Right? They have so many more weaknesses. Oh, there are others, though. Like, some enemies are weak to fire, and Sanji has the fire kicks. So even though he might not be good against an enemy, he can burn them with his fire kicks. Some sure. enemies are weak to bleed. They might not be good against technique, but Zoro can cut them with the swords and bleed them, and it lowers their attack. So there are a lot of subtleties like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel as necessary. No, it does not. <laughs> I will agree with you there. Right, and I think if the whole game was based in just not around that system, it might have been more difficult. Yeah, it's very possible. The last, like, not, not to get into too much of spoilers, 
But The Last Boss is a great example of that because I just set up my party in one way and didn't really have to do anything else because I set it up mostly weak against it. And it was like, okay. Exactly. And you just pull out the character you need that you know is yeah. strong against what you're fighting instead yeah. of doing basic attacks and building up like a SP meter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, and it also has a fun equipment system, but I think the equipment system, I found a way to practically break the game around it. Because I, at a certain point in the game, Chopper gets a heal for everybody. You don't have to heal in an area. You don't have to heal one person. He just heals everybody. And it costs 100 TP, which is the mana of this game. I had his equipment set up so that every one of his turns that he took, he gained 140 TP. So every turn Chopper took, he could heal everyone to full health and get all that mana back. That's crazy. Every time. That's crazy. I was like, this is a little silly. <laughs> yeah, and then it's so hard for them to even kill Chopper on you. Oh, yeah. he's He eventually becomes one of the stronger characters of the game. Right. And he's the only healer. <laughs> yeah. In case this is all gibberish and you're just sticking around for some forespoken. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Chopper's the doctor. <laughs> and case... all... Sorry about that. But uh, also, we won't be doing any spoilers right now. Spoilers will be at the end of the episode. Just in case you're wondering, listening to this, if we're about to drop a spoiler bomb at any point. Those will wait till the end. We'll let you know when we're actually going to talk about those. So Yeah, that's why I haven't been getting into the plot too much. Right. Other than that, there's really... I mean, it's got a good soundtrack. Some of the soundtrack vibes, it kind of repeats a lot. I don't think there's too many songs, unfortunately. Yeah, I can N- see that. Nice, it's one of those kind nice of dungeons, I will say. They do. It's kind of discount Dragon Quest, is the way I would describe <laughs> that game, as far as yeah. the dungeons go. I see that. Yeah, it's like discount Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> but for a One Piece fan service game, I mean. Oh, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's got a lot there for you. Yeah. Um. So let's... How about the story? How do you feel about the story without spoiling? Without spoiling, I like it. I like the ending a lot. I think the game drags really hard in the middle, though. Between chapters... Uh, there's nine chapters in the game. Between chapters four through seven, I want to say, it really drags. And it's like, I know what's going to happen. It's very predictable. And they're building up this twist that you're just like, I know what it is already because I'm not an idiot. I've been here before. (laughs) I've watched One Piece before. I've watched anything before. Not even One Piece. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes you never know. Yeah, you get a little surprised. But yeah, this game, I haven't played much of it. I think it's pretty predictable too. Yeah. So, but you never know. Just in case you're out there and you're like, well, hey. Yeah. Well, I think if you were, you know, a kid playing this, you wouldn't realize it. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> um, <clears throat> how about those graphics? The game looks nice. It does. It's kind of got a cartoonish, bubbly like look to it yeah um it's not like 
impressive. No. But it also looks for, exactly like One Piece. So. Yeah, for an anime game, it's nice, because a lot of anime games get low budgets, which is a problem. <laughs> and that's a big issue with me in a lot of anime games that I've played. Where it's like, this game's good, but it needs more of a budget. <laughs> and I wish every game could get a budget like Dragon Ball Z games do. I mean, if it had a budget like Final Fantasy, woo. Exactly. You can imagine the kind of One Piece game we'd get. Exactly. Yeah. Or a budget like Fighters. Yeah, Fighters looks amazing. That's true. Yeah. I, it's it's not a huge game for what it is. It's we'll just a fighting get game. But our One Piece Fighters one day. I really hope so. <laughs> Even if it's a Japanese exclusive and I have to ship it in, I'm going to do that. <laughs> How'd you feel about the user interface on this one? Uh, I think that's one of the best parts of the game, honestly. I think the menus look really cool. The It's simple. It's simple. The whole pausing uh, being their wanted posters in the background. Yeah, I like that. It's really cool. Uh-huh. I like that whole idea. The equipment system is kind of like a play on the Resident Evil 4 uh, suitcase system where you yeah. gotta fit the equipment into these things and as you level up throughout the game your equipment box expands for each character right so if you don't have a clear idea of what he's saying right now like you got different special abilities for your characters like buffs for attack for defense yeah for health and they come in like Tetris-like blocks mm-hmm. that you have to put into your inventory space. And if you've played Resident Evil 4, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. It's a very cool thing to adapt to this game. It's just you wish that they adapted that kind of like difficulty mindset to other aspects of the game. Yeah. That's where it falls. Where that isn't even difficult, because late in the game, no. you have so much ridiculous equipment that you're it just could be. throwing this stuff on everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then you get the ability to, like, um, alter them and combine yes. them. Yeah. Yes, and mix the and two. And you really get ridiculous. And, and one thing I do have to say, I beat the game, and at one point, some of the equipment you get has, like, three or four slots for abilities. I never knew how to unlock that third slot and i still was able to beat the game pretty easily i could have made more ridiculous equipment i never even understood or took the time to understand how to upgrade my equipment past two slots i get that i uh had a similar thing going on in forespoken (laughs) so but uh before we get to that and i mean you kind of already mentioned the soundtrack though yeah yeah I, I will say I do like the way the ability system works with the cubes. Oh, and yeah. Everyone has abilities, all the special moves from One Piece. Every character gets most of their special moves throughout the series. So up you... until Dresrosa, basically. Luffy gets one that's kind of a spoiler past Dresrosa, if you've never been past there. Which, um, which is also, like we were saying, why I wouldn't recommend this to a first-time person. Because I think part of the emotional impact of Luffy's power-ups is lost in this game. I mean, as, yeah. As opposed to uh, Budokai does the actual story 
right. of the game. So seeing Goku go Super Saiyan, you're like, oh, that was cool because I was listening to the actual thing that happened. Where this game is just like, hey, here's Gear Second. Like, here's Gear. Th- <laughs> and you're like, what is this? I, sure. I guess this is what Luffy does. Flashback greatest hits. Yeah. Is a little ridiculous, and that's why, like, the last move being the most powerful move in the game, I love it because it's my favorite move that Luffy has, <laughs> in my opinion. And I was, I was hyped for it to be the strongest move in the game. But if you haven't been to Whole Cake Island yet, it's, it's just spoilers. <laughs> and uh, what he's talking about with cubes is all these special abilities that you get for these characters can be leveled up. By putting cubes, you find four specific characters throughout the hub worlds, essentially. Yeah. Uh, of like Alabasta, Dressrosa, Water Seven, these places, mm-hmm. and even the main area, Wofford, maybe. The, the game, Island. right? The game basically rewards you for exploring, mm-hmm. which is great for a game like that. It keeps you entices you to actually check the whole game out. It takes you three cubes to level up a move once and actually get it to a higher level. And as you progress to the game, you'll be able to level up moves a total of two times to get them to level three. Which really powers them up. It's kind of silly how strong some of them get when you level them up to level three. Sure. But also, I feel like a lot of the cubes are waiting for post-game. Because I played a lot and got a lot of cubes, leveled up a lot of moves, had all almost all of Sanji's moves maxed out and stuff, but did not find a single cube for Brook. Huh. Yeah. And I'm like, are all of his post-game, do I have to go back to areas to find Brook's cubes? Because you get him late in the game. Right. Well, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll go back to it. I'm very interested in what they do for post-game, because we'll talk about it later when we get into spoilers, but I did like the last dungeon. So I'm very interested in what the post-game will be. And um, if you continue to play it, even just on your own past that, like uh, just out of enjoyment or whatever, we always update on just playing the game at a later time. Yeah. Like, oh, I decided to play this again. It happens from time to time with some of these new games. Oh, yeah, for (laughs) sure. Um, I think that's pretty good wrap on One Piece. Yeah, until we get into spoiler talk for sure. Yeah. That's really all I have to say. So I guess I'll get into the new game of the week. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, but I'm, we're going to post it Thursday morning. So it's nice and fresh for a day. But... We're going to talk about Forspoken. More so, I'm going to talk about Forspoken. Which I'm Forspoken for. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of this game. I'm just going to outright say it. Uh, bah, where, do I, where do I start? So this game looks flashy. If you played the demo, the demo made it look like it was going to be a fun game. Uh... However, I as much as the gameplay is flashy looking, can be entertaining if you make it that way, 
you also have one of the most bland open worlds I've seen in a long time. <laughs> and I don't mean to, you know, upset fans of things, including this or Sonic Frontier, but we were watching a friend play that recently. And, um, sorry, I'm having a little bit of mic issues. I actually, uh, we won't get into the details of that though, but, um, Sonic Frontier, like the open world for it just looked like there was not much going on. A lot of openness to yeah. the open world. It's just so much landscape to cover and not much going on in it. That's exactly how I felt about Forspoken. Um, what am I being enticed to really explore for? Like we're talking about One Piece giving you these cubes to upgrade special abilities for characters. I can explore, sure, and find a couple chests here and there and upgrade my equipment, but do I even really need to? <laughs> do you really need to in One Piece? I would say you do, unless you grind a lot. Yeah, you'd have to grind a lot to be overleveled, so I would say you definitely do. Sure. And uh, I don't think, like, the world, the story on paper of Forspoken is bad. Um, I kind of like it on paper when I think about it. I think this story could be adapted into an Alice in Wonderland like TV show. Um, like pretty much the way it's told here. But if you've seen like Russian doll on Netflix, which is like a different take on a groundhog day story. This is just a different take on an Alice in Wonderland like story. I think that could work as a TV show. I think the the way that they did this with like good actors, <laughs> that would be potentially gripping, potentially. More so than I think this game is the yeah. way it stands. Uh, having Derek over here, I just beat the game today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he saw me beat the very end of it. And... He was sitting there saying, this voice acting, <laughs> not the best. <laughs> Seemed very uh, subpar. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean when I say on paper. Because the way this game executes, I don't think hits the way it, it could. Uh, parts, I don't want to get into spoilers yet, but this isn't a spoiler by any means. Uh, there's a character, Robian. He helps you out. You know, probably, you find him probably a third into the game. And uh, he is suffering from the thing that is hurting all the people in the lands you get transported to. And, the like, you, you can tell, it, it's, like, similar to a Alzheimer's thing. Alzheimer's? Yeah, sorry. And, um... It's done so poorly. <laughs> I feel like the voice actor 
tried a lot harder than the animation did. There's something weird about this game where the cutscenes do not look good. The gameplay is where they put all the graphics into yeah. this game. But even that, from watching you play it a couple times, seems like it has some frame rate issues. Yeah. Uh, definitely does. I mean, I so you have three different choices of how to play this game. You have the high quality, you have ray tracing, and you have performance. Yeah. I, I chose ray tracing playing it on PS5. I said, hey, I would like to have the ray tracing in the game. Let's see how it runs. If it runs badly, then I won't keep that on. I'll switch over to probably performance mode, which I love performance mode typically for all these next-gen games. But You want your game to run well. Right. Over looking stellar. If it can run well enough that it doesn't bother me with the nice stuff, yeah, and I'll keep it probably. In this case, I did. I didn't think it ran badly enough to its credit that I needed to switch it down. Right. I stuck it to ray tracing mode the entire time. I honestly wish I had changed it just to see the differences, but I was just happy with ray tracing mode. Um, the the kind of shortiness you would get between frames was not that bad at all, I don't think. Yeah. Especially on a PS5. I couldn't speak for PS4, but... Yeah, uh, it didn't look bad. It just didn't look like the game they advertised it as when I saw it. Which is weird because, like you said, you put it on ray tracing, which is kind of the whole draw for the PS5. Like, hey, we have ray tracing. It's like, are your games actually going to run good on ray tracing? Or are they all going to be this frame ratey, weird looking good, but not be the best? I think that kind of comes down to the actual game being made. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have other games that will look better on ray tracing. Because look at Returnal. Yeah. Does that have ray tracing? I want to say yes. Um, But um, that game looks incredible. Incredible. The game runs incredibly. And First Spoken has very similar demand and specs for PC. I think what PS5 is capable of doing is really high up there. I just don't know that the games that are actually coming out for PS5 are meant for that. I mean, look at First Spoken. It's still playable on PS4. Returnal is a straight PS5 only game. Just saying. Yeah. So, uh, back to Returnal, you would have had to go to the options and select settings, and apparently there is a performance ray tracing mode under the settings. Right. And I actually have used that mode. I've I played it since they updated that. Yeah. And it's incredible. It looks great. It plays great. It played great before that, to be honest. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't played it myself, but I've watched you play it and it looks amazing. If you have a PS5, like Roguelites, that's a great game. It's difficult, though. I still haven't beat it. I want to pick it back up. It's like Risk of Rain. Right. Risk of Rain 2, I would say, is a better comparison to it. Sure. I'm not a 
stellar at shooters, so I would not be that good at either of those games. But uh, to get back on the Forspoken and to give you an outline of what the story actually is, like girl in the modern city who gets into trouble all the time. Um, she just got away with not going to jail. She gets pulled into an alleyway. People would like want her to do more crime. She doesn't belong in the world. Finds a way that she just falls by chance into this other world with the bracelet that you know if you've seen yeah. anything about this game she has a bracelet on her arm that gives her magical powers and she goes to this world and you know she doesn't accept it the whole time she wants to go back home wants to go back home and things occur <laughs> that's where i'll leave that at things occur because going any further i think i would be spoiling things if you're not used to this kind of story if you are used to these stories you're aware of these stories like alice in wonderland like coming of age type of fantasy thrown into another world stories you probably know exactly where this is going <laughs> But if you don't, I'll leave it there, just in case. Um, the user interface for this game is pretty simple. Um, I wouldn't jump to joy at all here to talk about it, though. Yeah. Um, I guess the way you switch between spells is... I'm really not impressed with it. We talked about Horizon. Yeah. How nice it was to switch between like weapons yeah horizons it, weapon wheel was this doesn't fantastic. have that what's weird about this game is it has an option to slow down time in the settings for when you're switching spells oh, really? yeah so on default it doesn't do that and weird. i felt the game was easy enough that i didn't really need to switch it yeah now and derek can attest to this i really rushed my way through the end of this game um, I was kind of at the point where I was like, I just like would I would just like to be done. <laughs> um, so let me get through this. <laughs> I spent my time in the earlier parts, going like and grinding, getting through, taking my time. Weirdly enough, some chapters are just cutscenes, pretty much. Um, that kind of threw me off. Yeah. Um, and then other cutscenes take over an hour so, yeah, so it's a little weird with how it's uh paced but um it works it works um i'll sit here and say i like this more than i liked callisto protocol yeah um because if i'm going to talk about games that are coming out that i'm not crazy about yeah i'll compare them to each other yeah and Callisto Protocol, I really think, was one of the biggest disappointments of a game I, I've had in a long time. I think uh, even though it came out pretty early in the year, it'll be talked about. Or it came out at the end of last year, didn't it? It did. December 2nd was yeah. Callisto Protocol. I think, yeah. Be, yeah, it'll be talked about as one of the biggest disappointments of the year, considering it was so late in the year. Because um, they don't really get to shoehorn that in <laughs> at I'm the glad. end of the year. I'm glad that it came out last year. That doesn't belong in January, <laughs> okay? Or February. when It, it might belong in January. January uh, is... Maybe. <laughs> maybe January. As Red but, Letter Media says, F you, it's January. <laughs> not February, though. After Elden Ring? 
Yeah. I think February is a sacred month. Uh, We're getting Hogwarts in February. <laughs> uh, some game of the year contenders. Yeah. Pretty excited for Hogwarts over here. Oh, yeah. Pretty excited. Uh, seeing that we just said, I, we think it's a game of the year contender. Um, I think. Hopefully. Uh, I'll reserve judgment till I play it. But and we'll it, talk more it as looks time like goes. a game of the year contender. Right. And as time goes, we'll talk more about all these things. But um, I think right now, Hogwarts, Final Fantasy 16 has potential. Oh, yeah. And um, Starfield. Oh, yeah. That is coming out this year, finally. I think those are your big game of the year contenders yeah. right now, unless I'm forgetting something. Yeah. You never know when a sleeper is going to come out of the woodwork. Though. That's true. Look at Hades. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I think Hades 2 is coming out this year, isn't it? I'm not sure if it's this year, but it did get announced. Yeah. At the Game Awards? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, that's uh, and the the soundtrack for for Spoken, I think, is just as bland as the rest of the game. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually not bad tracks. It's really not. But it, it sounded to me, from what I've heard of it, just like a generic movie score. Like every movie yeah. action movie these days, sure, all seems to have the same score. Where it's like this works. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Nothing that stands out. Like, oh, I really like this song. Yeah, there's nothing like that. Um, but with Alkin and the spoilers, I think that's about all I'm going to talk about with for spoken for right now. Yeah, yeah, those are the two big January games that we've played. I wouldn't recommend getting for spoken, <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, um, if you're interested in it, it's $70 on PS5. Truth, it's hopefully 60 on PS4. <laughs> It's and not on PS4. It is. It is? That's what I was saying. It's a PS4, PS5 game. Oh. <laughs> That's weird, then. Uh, unless yeah. I'm horribly mistaken. I'm pretty sure that was like one of the first like big next-gen things. I could be wrong, but I want to say that was a PS4 game as well as a PS5. I hope so. How those PlayStation 5 and Microsoft Windows. That is it. I'm totally wrong. But it's probably $60 on Steam. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. You'd hope so. Wow. That makes me more disappointed in those graphics. Yeah. No. Remember our friend Prescott who was like, this is the first game that looks really next gen. And we were like... I don't know. You gotta wait till you have it in your hands to really know that. <laughs> this uh, reminds me a lot of Infamous Second Son. If anybody's played that, that was oh, uh, yeah, yeah. an early PS4 game. This early PS5 game, I guess. We're still technically early PS5 games because P- we have a weird start to this next gen yeah. era. But it seems like we're just finally starting it. Yeah, like this. This is the, is first... the year. Yeah, yeah. that's this... really starting. First year with real PS5 games, mm-hmm. like Ratchet and Clank. Here's your PS5 <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> like what? And Demon Souls, which was it, was it looked fun. nice. <laughs> it, did, it looked nice, but it was so easy. You've never played an easier Dark Souls game. Oh, yeah. I am not a Dark Souls yeah. player. And I'm saying this. Yeah. 
Well, Demon so. Souls was an easy game. What's that? Demon Souls was an easy game. Oh, <laughs> maybe not the way you had to play it though. With the actual controls, it wasn't nearly yeah because as... it was clunkier back right. then. You had to go left, right, yeah, forward, straight. There was no like fluid omnidirectional. Yeah, yeah, it's old. Eh. It needed the upgrade, but it probably could have used a little difficulty spike along mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, some you know. But that is one of the cool parts is that they didn't uh, retroactively fix anything it is still demon souls that's you can true. use all the broken stuff in demon souls still right they're, they're the kind of company to stay true so makes sense well it's not even from software bluepoint did that oh you're right yeah but they're doing it off of from software game and yeah damn they better stay loyal yeah so they're also doing the silent hill remake that gives a lot of hope to that game. Yeah, because hopefully it'll just be Silent Hill. <laughs> just nice. But it's going to have some newness to it. It has to. Oh, yeah. With the new, probably, angle perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like Resident Evil 2 Remake. Similar. Hopefully. That's something to aspire to be like, for sure. Um. Also, we got that Justin Roiland news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big news. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't kept up, Justin Roiland was convicted, not ac- or accused, not convicted of some stuff that happened. I would encourage you to go look it up yourself. We're not judge, jury, and executioner here. But... If you're not aware of who Justin Roiland is, he's a creator of Rick and Morty, voice of Rick and Morty. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like I said, encourage you to do your own research on it. Don't listen to us. We're not going to play advocate to yeah. whatever. We're not here to tell the news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Adult Swim has recently cut ties with him and said they're still going to continue Rick and Morty, which I'm sure plenty of people already know about, as I've seen on Twitter. But it seems weird to me to continue Rick and Morty without the voice of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's apparently we're entering a new age of now we're just recast them. Yeah. Like the Witcher. Well, I think it comes down to they don't have any like the Witcher is a different situation because the Witcher that Netflix could cancel and it wouldn't hurt their profit margins. But Adult Swim needs Rick and Morty to survive right now. They have like nothing else. It's true. Right now. They really don't. That's really a moneymaker. And like I said, I saw today that they're bringing back Aqua Teen Hunger Force for five episodes because they're probably just like, we need something. <laughs> we need to make money somehow. Because the merchandising, that's where the money's made. <laughs> and how many people have you seen with a Rick and Morty thing on their car, or Rick and Morty shirt, or Rick and Morty pajamas, or right. something? So now you have Aqua Teen Hunger Force coming back. So. Yeah. It's only going to be five episodes, though. Still, Adult Swim. And obviously, they set this up probably before. Yeah, yeah. They just chose a time to announce it. Right. Where it's, we we have something. Don't worry. We have a show that you like. (laughs) Uh, Too much. I'm just saying bring back Moral Oral. (laughs) Even though that series kind of had a finale. (laughs) Bring back something. Bring back some of the weird stuff. Could definitely work in today's social. Yeah, but that show kind of ended. 
That's the thing. Uh, I never saw the end. Yeah. But bring back, like, Stroker and Hoop or something weird. Uh, <laughs> so what else have you been playing? Uh, really was just grinding in One Piece. I was playing, I've been playing some of the old Yu-Gi-Oh game on my Switch. Which one? Uh, not Master Duelist, the new one. Legacy of the Duelist, which was kind of the tail end of, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh changing. It's when they added, like, two new spots for monster cards and stuff. But I've really just been playing the old style. I've been like doing the original story, right? Going old, through, yeah, old Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, where going it's at. through fighting Yu-Gi versus Kaiba and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Lives and Dark Magician. <laughs> this is fun. I have to like wait two turns to sacrifice monsters. This is nice. I went through that a bit. I plan on playing Axiom Verge two. Now that I'm done with One Piece. We're not familiar. Yeah, Axiom Verge was a. Uh, kind of Metroidvania like. Okay. Uh, game that came out. I want to say 2019 off the top of my head. I could look it up, but I want to say 2019. I know the new one came out last year. So I'm meaning to play it, and it was just free on PlayStation last month. So I've had oh. it on my list, or even possibly even this month. But I downloaded it. I feel like I missed it. It might be right now. I, I don't even remember because we're near the end of the month, but I've had it on my list for a while. And so I downloaded it. Definitely going to play it at some point. What else did I play? Oh, I played uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night recently. Replayed that probably the first time I've played that since I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't played much Castlevania at, at all. Yeah. I have a weird love hate relationship with Castlevania. <laughs> Because the ones that I like, I like a lot. <laughs> and, but some of the earlier ones, I'm like, how did this get popular? <laughs> These games are really difficult and really annoying. <laughs> they had that brand name. They had that first game. And it was like, now you're now you're stuck. You have to yeah. These. Yeah. But I, I love Symphony of the Night. Uh, Rondo of Blood's a good game. The DS games are really fun. Uh, the PS3 games, I think, are criminally underrated when it comes to Castlevania. <laughs> There's a weird, like, 3D action PS3 series for Castlevania. Yeah. And they're fun. <laughs> they they got, like, poor reviews, and no one bought them because of the poor reviews. But I think right. they're fun. Because they changed the formula. Well, not even really, because, like, Castlevania 64 was a thing that had, like, a 3D Castlevania. Okay. So... I've never played Castlevania 64 to completion because it required that memory pack on the 64, which I didn't have when I was a kid. So I'd always start it and get like a chunk into it. Leave your system on for as I, long I as possible. I tried that a few times, <laughs> but <laughs> someone would turn it off when I was at school or All something. Right. Good old days. <laughs> Funny. Uh, what if, uh, I'm still playing Trek the Omi. You still playing it? That would be done by now. Uh, yeah, well, Forspoken came out and a couple other developments. Yeah. But yeah, Trick the Omi, I got like one or two chapters left. Not much at all. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't be that far from done. No, it's a really cool game though. I think it's got a good story. It's got some heart. Uh yeah. It's enjoyable. It's just 
I got to give those guys credit. I'd like to see what they come out with next. It's yeah. artistically creative, and it, can, it pulls me in a bit for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun enough gameplay, so I'm a fan of it. I'm still trying to beat Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. Pick that up every once in a while. <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah, it's like uh, tiring. That's what that game it's is. It's like tiring. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's never that what one. you want to hear. <laughs> um, one thing I know you did start playing because I watched you play it was Sifu and how bad you are at that game. I got much better at that game. Did you? Okay. I did. But before I jump to that, I don't want to say Guardians of the Galaxy is bad. I actually think it's a cool game. Um, I just think it's really repetitive. Um, but for a Marvel game, you do not get many Marvel games. You do not get many DC games, only Batman ones. Mm-hmm. So to get a Marvel game based on a team, you never get anything about the story. I like it. It's enjoyable. It's the characters the way they should be. If you like the Guardians of the Galaxy at all, give it a shot just for that reason. That's all I'd say. You'll probably get bored by the gameplay potentially, though, depending on who you are. But um, it's a lot of just blasting. A lot of blasting. <laughs> so I went in there and I just started blasting. Right. <laughs> just like that. It's like every level. <laughs> um. But it's I the soundtrack's cool, lots of eighties music. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the way it should be. It's a story game. It's a linear story game with a lot of repetition. I think it's enjoyable still though for its story. Yeah. There's some predictable beats for sure. But uh you can see lots of cool Marvel characters in the cosmic way. Yeah. They don't normally get to do in these games. If you played Avengers, I enjoy it more than Avengers story. I don't think that had the worst story, but this is better than that. Yeah. Definitely, because I think they focus more on it with this. And, like, with Avengers, they're like, this is an online game. Yeah. And I don't know Season if pass. I don't know if you've Live seen. service. Recently, that game got delisted, or is going to get delisted. Yeah. Uh, so, yikes. Yeah. Speaking of which, that has me worried about Suicide Squad. I don't know if you saw the leak that people are saying there might be a Battle Pass type thing. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I'm like, uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. We'll see when it comes out. We will see. Do you know when that one is coming out? I don't know off the top of my head. I'll have a date for you in a second. But uh, I also picked up Good old Kingdom Hearts, Melody of Memory. <laughs> Boy, is that a grind. And it just, when you're playing on the hardest difficulty, you put this game down for like a day or two, try to pick it back up, and good luck. Good luck. It just is <laughs> so much coming at you at once. You miss like three little parts to a song, and you fail. Yeah. It's a hard game. At least if you're playing on the harder difficulties. So backtracking, Suicide Squad still doesn't have an official release date. It's just 2023. Okay. That's hopefully, I'm thinking around the same time we got Gotham Knights. I was gonna, I was gonna say around the same time we get Gollum, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> We're never getting Gollum. 
and uh follow us on twitter all right where uh <clears throat> derek's at derek p1893 i'm at dinger tweet and the lowdown podcast is at the lowdown 30 the lowdown 30 i thought i was on my own account i was on the lowdown <laughs> account and i had tweeted at the gong game people like hey where's the gong game because we're waiting um like september 1st release date delay we'll have news for you in a couple months it's been five months we need some information (laughs) i'm telling you this is the gollum podcast i was gonna say let this be a record for anyone who ever listens to this tweet at gollum game or the people who make gollum game (laughs) you should you should like and retweet our stuff but definitely message the gollum game people okay they need they need to give us the information that we need did you cancel your game we want to know uh yeah dade like entertainment (laughs) tweet at them (laughs) get them or at gollum game literally oh they have an at gollum game too. they do yeah yeah, tweet at them and tell them you want an exclusive lowdown for Gollum game because we will dive deep into that game oh, yeah. if it ever gets released. That's right. <laughs> we'll we'll be the number one supporters of the Gollum game. Okay. <clears throat> so uh <laughs> I think that's gonna cover about all the news we are gonna talk about for this week. Yeah, I think so. I don't think I have anything else that's recent. Oh, uh, yeah. So, other than that, besides getting into spoilers for One Piece and for Spoken, just going to hit some TV because we got a new TV show out right now. <laughs> the Last every- of Us. Yeah, I was going to say, as everyone probably knows, yeah. sweeping the nation. You got to watch The Last of Us if you haven't. And it feels good that the show is this good. That you can say that. It really does. We could be in a parallel universe right now where we were all saying, ah, this show. Another terrible video game adaptation. <laughs> but this one is good. HBO made. The acting is good. They're doing the story well. There's small changes here and there. They still hit the right story beats. Yeah. It's still. Well, the small changes make sense for TV. Right. Oh, yeah, and this, I think, opens up a lot of opportunity for a lot more video game adaptations, which is a scary thought at the same time. It is. It is. I also think the thing about The Last of Us and why I always said it was a good idea to do this, excuse me, uh, is that it was more of a grounded story. A lot of times right. when they try to do these video game adaptations, they're like, let's make a Mortal Kombat movie. Let's make a Dragon Ball movie. Not that it's a video game. It's, yeah, it is. But at the same time, it's you don't have to do this high fantasy stuff to make a video game movie. There's plenty of games that are grounded in a more realistic take. Right. I honestly think that this Death Stranding movie has potential to be better than the game. Yeah. Like, they can take some of those elements in the game that weren't the best, like Princess Beach and yeah. lines like those. Yeah. And they could probably make yeah. a better story out of it, you know? Just taking everything as a outline, yeah. storyboard, just for a TV show, you know? I think I think that one's going to be a movie. But mm-hmm. I could just see where that 
specific one has potential to go live action. It basically is yeah. a live action movie yeah. at points. Yeah. Like yeah, it gets sci-fi and like shooty at points, but yeah. If you played Death Stranding, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um and then, the, of course now there's the Dead Space is gonna come out with one and yeah, God of War. I, I think that would work. I think Dead Space would work. God Dead Space could work. It's gotta be done right. Yeah. God of War, I don't know as much. God of War is a hard one to do. I think, especially the way God of War is presented, which is part of my my only qualm with The Last of Us as well, is the way that those games are presented, you're very much feel like you're in the shoes of those characters. Right. So I feel more connected to Joel in the game because I feel like I am Joel in the game as opposed to me watching Joel protect Ellie. Yeah. Instead of me being Joel Protect Ellie. You have much, I think, in the show, much more of a sense that Ellie is the main character. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, And yeah, same thing with God of War, where it's like, I feel like I am Kratos in that game, where I feel like I'd just be watching Kratos. And maybe even Atreus would feel more like the main character. Impossible. Right. Because, I mean, when you have a story that ultimately is going to wrap around that younger character getting older Mm -hmm. and experiencing all these things, if they go further with that story, they really are the main character of that story. Even if it didn't necessarily start with them as the most important. Yeah. But even Last of Us 2, you've feel like you're Ellie put into this situation. Right. And we'll try not to throw last of us spoilers out there just because the show is coming out. Yes. For people who don't play the game and just watch the show. So it's a little bit of a tricky ground there, but plenty of, this is new to a lot of people as well. A lot of people are jumping on the game. If you don't know right now, PlayStation plus put a trial out for part one. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us, if you haven't played it, you should definitely give it a shot. It's a great game. One of the best, if not the best, cinematically made video games. Um, oh, yeah. So, and you'll, if you I, are... I think it's only competition would be God of War. <laughs> right. If you are someone who really likes the show, hasn't played the game, you could be probably really surprised It'll be like, wow, this is exactly like the show. Yeah. <laughs> the show is exactly like the game. Um, my mom, who has seen me play parts of this game, I've watched the show with her. And she's like, this looks for Oh, this is that game you played <laughs> from the set pieces yeah. in the show. That's that's impressive. That's saying something, yeah. Right. When they're in the museum in yep. episode two yep. around the clickers. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Both episodes of this show are great. Yeah. Uh, the makeup design on those clickers was incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way they done Tess, uh, that changed how she dies in episode two. If I'm throwing spoilers so out for episode spoilers. two, a little bit. Um, hey, it's, it's episode, out. It's episode two. It's out. Yeah. If you haven't watched episode. Yeah. 
We won't spoil past. It's not. It's not two. like it's the end of the series. <laughs> exactly. It's a. It's a little guy. We're sorry about it if uh, you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> to you be honest, if you, watch it. To be honest, if you didn't see that coming, have you ever watched a TV show before? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, be very tight about spoilers coming up on the show because it is going to get into much more. You don't know what's going to happen. Oh yeah especially with some of these upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the next one is with Nick Offerman. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Bill. Yeah. We're saying this is going to be like Nick Offerman's role. It could be. Of his life. It'd be like, oh, you mean Bill? That guy that played Bill in Last of Us? <laughs> like, yeah, I could see that happening. He's perfect cast. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I'm excited to see more of this show i'm excited to see this show go into content from the second game i think that it would do content from the second game better than the game did i think there's potential there um but other than that i think it's time to jump into some spoiler content so if you don't want to be spoiled to One Piece, if you don't want to be spoiled to First Spoken, we're going to do One Piece first, just like we did earlier, because One Piece came out longer ago. Then we're going to do First Spoken. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> we'll get right into it. Tell us about the spoilerly goodness, <laughs> the juicy goodness, the of One Piece Odyssey of One Piece. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say spoilers dictate much of the end, mostly the final third. So let me, I'm just going to delve right into the story (laughs) as far as I can, where this story starts off as a very similar to most, why I said it's like a movie, similar to most One Piece movies, where you're introduced to some new characters, you see all this new stuff, and you're sitting there as a One Piece fan, especially who has seen many movies and arcs of One Piece. And you're like, all right, which new character is the villain? <laughs> which new character is the <laughs> good guy? And it's very obvious that Adio is the villain, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Very early in the game. You're like, well, this guy's going to be the bad guy. And there's two new characters introduced in this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who's the bad guy. Yeah. It's like if you've played um more spoilers right here for you on Spider-Man Miles Morales. If you haven't played that game and you want to know the ending, yeah, guess what? It's the only character that gets introduced. <laughs> no way. That's the bad guy. Wow. Yeah. No, exactly like that where it it gets revealed at I want to say chapter like 6 or something you get revealed to him being the bad guy but the, Do you, the, how many chapters were there nine okay uh I, the crew doesn't get revealed to it though like you do as a player you, right. know, you see a cutscene with him uh he's talking audience reveal yeah he's talking to smoker on a transponder snail because he knows smoker and it's revealed that he's actually a terrorist who has a two billion berry bounty of course yeah uh which is a very high bounty oh yeah that's huge yeah. Where's uh Luffy at? Currently? Yeah. After Wano, he hit three billion. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's one of the highest. I think the highest ever that we know about is Roger, which is like five point five. 
Okay, damn. Yeah, so he's he's getting up to Golden Roger level. Oh, we're getting there. So yeah, uh, I think Shanks is currently at five or four point five. I think it's five though. Uh, no, White Peter's at five. Yeah, Shanks is at four point five. But yeah, no, it's very obvious that he's the bad guy, and you find out he's the bad guy. He enlists a Buster Call, the ultimate One Piece trope, of like we well, all right, we're making a story about this island. Um. A Buster Call is going to happen at the end, I guess, because a Buster Call will just wreck the island and we can get rid of it from canon. <laughs> it's like, okay, like let's just do that. But I'm like, did the writers do the research for a Buster Call? Because a Buster Call is dictated as a fleet of Navy ships and three vice admirals and an admiral. But no vice admirals or an admiral shows up. Oh, and I was like, "Well, why'd they do that?" And it's because Audio destroys all of them because he oh. hates the Marines. He starts like crushing all the ships, and you find out he's from some ancient race from Skypia, or like a version of Skypia, a Sky Island. Yeah, that fell to the Earth, and that's what the island that you're on is. Huh. And his whole race was prosecuted and killed by the Marines. A long time ago. I do like his that's, story. That's cool. Yeah, no, I do like his story. That's what I'm saying. Like, the beginning and end of this game, I do like the plot. It reminds me of a pretty decent One Piece film. But the middle just drags it out so much that it's like, why can't right. this be a movie over a game? Too grindy, too easy. Yeah. Where's the challenge? Where's the fun? Yeah. I do like it. I think his Devil Fruit's fun with the whole grab powers and you can just grab things. And that's the whole shtick of the game is you're killing the Colossus, the ice Colossus, the fire Colossus. Right. He's grabbing them and gaining their powers. Wow. So at the end, he has control over this ancient weapon that has all the fire, lightning, wind, and uh, ice powers from the island. So like, he can even hit Luffy with lightning, even though Luffy's immune to lightning because he's rubber, because he coats the lightning in ice. Oh, damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool aspect for that character. And I do like him as a character for that reason. But it's just, it feels so, so much like they just put it all at the end. Where it's like, you could have spread this out throughout the game. Right. You could have had him like talking to Smoker a bit more in the game. You could have like referenced the Buster call earlier to give us more intrigue. Sure. Where it all just kind of happens at the end of the game. They left it for the end. Uh, similar to Death Stranding. Yeah. 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 Exposition. We got a bunch in the beginning and then a bunch at the end. And it's like, yeah. what's in the middle of the game? Walking. Yeah. And the other character, Lim. It's a weird character. <laughs> the one who like takes all your memories away and puts them in the cubes in the beginning of the game. That's how the game starts. She takes all your memories and powers and puts them into cubes and scatters them throughout the island. And you have to go back to old places to get your powers back and whatnot. Throughout the game, you do see bits of her kind of talking to herself or some other force. Right. But she'll get red eyes instead of blue eyes at points where you're like what's going on here it's trying to throw you off yeah but then at the at the end of the game this is tr true spoiler territory i know we're already in spoiler territory but uh lim goes up to audio to try to like stop him and he pulls out a gun and just shoots her in the face 
Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, that oh, was a, wow. I was like, that was a cool move for that character, and she turns into one of the cubes instead of like she dies, but just turns into one of the cubes. And he uses her. Well, Luffy hangs on to the cube, and then after you beat the final boss, you meet her with red eyes, and she's like, "Yeah, that's like my copy." Or something like that. What? Yeah, so like she brings her back and then there's both of them are there. What? At the end. Yeah, it's so weird. Because like the Buster call just kind of ends and the island's okay. And Audio just kind of leaves with the weapon and is like, yeah, I'm going to go fight the Marines and die. I guess. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden both of them are there on the island. And it seems like to get the actual truth about what they are, I'll have to play the post game. Because the game ends with Zoro training. Uh, he's just chilling and training like he always does. And the red-eyed one is like, hey, there's these yellow cubes now that have stuff Man. you can do for training. Yeah, this is a JRPG yeah, if I, I ever yeah. heard it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Zoro's man. like, uh, I don't know, we gotta go. Or Nami's like, no, we gotta go. And she's like, well, I guess you don't want the treasure then. And then Nami's like, well, we're staying to find the treasure. And we're gonna risk our lives for it. And Usopp's like, you mean risk their lives? <laughs> so yeah, to figure that out, I guess I'll have to complete the post game. But it's a really weird concept, because I that character is just kind of an enigma. Which is weird. But yeah, just... It seems like a fun One Piece movie that they stretched out into like a fifty-hour RPG. Yeah, I mean that's what I kind of expected from it. At the same time, yeah, but... I will say I do like the plot more than the last One Piece game, World Seeker. I didn't play that one. Yeah, it was like an open-world action One Piece game. I don't think I like the gameplay more though. As, and that's saying something, because I'm a act. fan of JRPGs and turn-based games. It's but, just too much. Yeah. The only nice part about it was being able to play as everyone. Sure. Where World Seeker, you only played as Luffy the right. whole game. So it was nice to be able to play as the rest of the characters. One thing I wish they did that I know World Seeker did, World Seeker had a DLC where you played as Zoro, and the map was blurry when you played as Zoro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wish when you ran around to Zoro in that game that you couldn't look at the map. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. I do love though when you try to attack with Sanji, try to attack a woman. It's like, ah, oh, you can't oh, do yeah. that. Sanji can't attack women. Yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of small like character interactions and character moments that are really fun in the game. Right. Yeah, I I think it's a good game still if you're a One Piece fan. Yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. If, if you're a One Piece fan, you're going to like it, but it gets really draggy. Grandy. Yeah. Like, even our friend Mike, who's the biggest One Piece fan <laughs> that you could meet, has got, like, all the volumes, figures everywhere. He's, like, only a little past NES Lobby, because he's like, this game got too boring and grindy. Yep. Started playing Fire Emblem, the new Fire Emblem instead. Yep, that's what happened to me. I started playing other games. Yeah. I got back to Trek the Yomi, fell back into Forspoken. Yeah. Speaking of, time for some spoilers on that. So, like I was saying... Excuse me. It's like an Alice in Wonderland story. It ended up being what they refer to eventually in the story as being vooshed. 
through a portal. <laughs> uh, and um I don't know, like I don't think this game I don't think the story and like the idea that the banter between her and the cuff the whole time, like everybody's complaining about the voice acting. How it's not performed very well. And I can agree to that. But I think there's potential with it, man. I do. That's why I say I think it could be a TV show. Uh, I'm not saying it would be the best TV show. <laughs> Just saying I could see it in that format better than I do in the one it's in. Yeah. I think it would be more effective because I, it does try to go for an emotional story. Um, it's about the Sintas. And they are like four women that have controlled the land of Athium. Which is like this land you get teleported to. And there's this thing going on called the break. It is basically turning people into zombies. It happens because... And this is jumping straight to the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting a lot of delay right now. Yeah, I don't know what happened to you there. But I'm going to try to finish this as best I can. This is the end of the episode anyways. So we're trying. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. So we're sorry if this doesn't come out the best. But they had been in a war with this other land. And that land ended up sending a demon to defeat the Sintas which they all had to combine their powers in order to imprison him into like the bracelet and his powers was left behind in all four of them and they were all driven mad so by the time you get to this land they're already mad and they're like killing people the game sets it up for you to think that they're the villains but the cuff that you're wearing is the actual demon that is the real villain of the game that's revealed much later. I kind of like the story in this way. And like, she grows up as an orphan, not knowing anything and like holds it against her mother. When she finds out that her mother is one of the Sintas who was just trying to protect her because she knew she was going to go crazy and she didn't want to harm her or have her grow up in this like horrible environment. So she sent her with her father, who was a person from earth and um like left her they don't really explain what happened to him though and why she's an orphan <laughs> i'm pretty curious about that and, he got stabbed in a back alley uh there's a prequel dlc coming out and i own it digitally unfortunately <laughs> i beat it so fast i could have got it from gamestop and traded it in probably for full price that's a <laughs> A deal GameStop's doing if you play a game and you can trade in in like 48 hours after it comes out, you can get full price money back for it. Pretty insane. Uh, for any gamers trying to take advantage, save some money. But uh, yeah, you defeat all the Sintas over the, the course of the game, but it's kind of badly paced. Uh, you only have one set of magic. You get every set of magic from defeating each Sinta. And you literally don't beat the first one until the end of chapter five. So you get your <laughs> second sp spell set in chapter six. 
There's only 12 chapters in this game. Half of this game is one spell set. It drives you crazy by that point. You're just like, I want variety. By the time I finally got variety, it wasn't as powerful as my first spell. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up using that all the time still, trying to get through the game. Because one thing about this game is the open-worldness to it is just way too much. Way too much. They need to tone it down. They need to bring the scale in a bit. It makes it more enjoyable exciting to go around the world when it's too much you get bored from having too much it's overwhelming and there's nothing rewarding in really exploring okay stat increase stat increase stat increase i don't even need the stat increase i'm (laughs) I'm beating the game either way it's being fine so you defeat the demon because you defeated all the Sintas. You find out you were born there. You had these powers all along because you were convinced that, you know, the cuff gave you the powers. You find out you're just a daughter of the Sintas. They give you all their powers again. Now you have the power of all four Sintas and you destroy the demon. But what I find the weirdest part about this whole ending is you know happy ending yay people get what they want uh some people died along the way like robian uh, the father of your best friend there while you're there who is the only person who helps you (laughs) so you do all this you find out cuff is this evil demon and you like still feel for him apparently as a character (laughs) and you're like no i won't fully destroy him and she like holds on to a part of him you're like okay she has like cuff powers and i'm kind of in the back of my mind like so is she gonna go mad because she now has the demon a part of her even though i don't think the story will do that it's just in the back of my head you know like well, they all went mad from this, but you're not gonna. But you have the power of all four Sintas, right? <laughs> so it wouldn't happen to you. Maybe. Sure. I'm the Avatar, and you gotta deal with it. Right. <laughs> so she's talking about how there's still plenty of stuff that she needs to do. Isn't that right, Cuff? And she's like, it's Vambrace. What she'd been saying the whole game. And it's like, wait. The... <laughs> You just threw a huge question mark at me, I feel like, at the very end of the game. And not like, oh, there's going to be a sequel. No. Like, the dude who was the most evil, but who was fooling you throughout the whole game, and you were, like, building a relationship with. You're just like, nah. I don't care that he's evil and he's a demon and I beat him. I still need this guy to be my buddy I talk to all the time whenever I need someone to talk to. That's weird that she would choose to keep him that close to her and her life where he can see everything she sees. Yeah. You know, like, what? I just think that's such an odd choice. She doesn't need him. 
in any way. I don't know. It's like the, the main antagonist. Like, no, we're keeping you, and you're going to be my buddy on my arm still. I don't know. I'm just, like, thrown off by this ending. I, I think it's weird. Yeah. I think that's weird. Like, Vegeta becoming a good guy <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, no. Does it? <laughs> more than this. Because, right? like, Vegeta, he was a good guy. Yeah. He, was pretty, he was pretty evil. <laughs> and I'm kind of talking out of my ass. Because I'm not huge on... I, I learned Dragon Ball Z through video <laughs> games. I said this earlier. It is true. Well, they, they always like to make that joke. People like to make that joke where he becomes a good guy. And it's like, Goku, he murdered all of her friends. And he's like, no, no, that was Nafa. <laughs> I just watched him murder all your friends. It's like, uh... Um, yeah. I just think it's weird. Oh, choice. He's a good guy now. You're the good guy now. The ultimate bad guy. Yeah, we're, we're best buds still, dude. <laughs> I forgive you. You're on my arm. It's all good. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Even though you convinced me to kill these other people who were then cool with me killing them in the end. <laughs> yeah, you're still here, though. And I'm going to keep you on my arm. It's just weird. It's just weird. I will say, I think the sequel has a lot of potential to be better than this game. It could take these assets that have already been built and refine them. Uh, the gameplay probably would look way smoother. I know the cutscenes would look way better if they put work into it like this and they didn't have to put all the work into creating the assets in the first place. Yeah. So I think there's potential there. If they can come up with a good story, I bet the voice actors, if they keep them around, which they probably would, will have more experience voice acting. They'll probably have a better time around, I think. It just needs to be more well-written have an interesting story. Yeah. But ultimately, I kind of, and I felt this way throughout the whole thing, I kind of like the story. I'm not saying it's, like, well-executed. I just thought it was, it, it could be told in an enjoyable way. I'm not, like, totally against it. Um, like, and I think also, after playing Callisto Protocol... I'm sitting here like, yeah, I can I can get into this at yeah. least. You know, Callisto Protocol. Absolute poop. <laughs> dude, Callisto Protocol was the most generic. Like, I'm smuggling this thing that I don't care about smuggling into <laughs> this this prison. It's a job. Oh, turns out this was the thing. Spoilers, spoilers for Callisto <laughs> Protocol. Turns out this was the thing turning everybody into zombies that I gotta kill. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, sorry. I'm starting to swear a little bit. We don't mean to. Uh, a clown pewter. <laughs> yeah, clown pewter. If you want. Watch, I think you should leave. Might not be up your alley. Give it a shot, though. Uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for episode four. Of the lowdown. Unless you have something to add. <laughs> I don't think I got anything. The one thing I will rectify on is uh, we do have a release window for Gollum now, apparently. Which happened wh yesterday. Wh yeah. Wh yeah. And I don't know? Between April and September. Wh 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 yeah. 
<laughs> yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. They said between April Do and September. Do you think this is because I tweeted them yesterday? I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope <laughs> that so. That would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw They're like, oh, people are starting to wonder. that We got we got tweets from the lowdown <laughs> you know, on both our accounts. Uh, he wants to know. He needs information. I told you. We want this information. We're going to find out all the Gollum news for you guys. I know you're, you're just itching to know this Gollum news and we're we're willing to do the hard work <laughs> to get Gollum into your hands that's right everybody wants this game hot game probably game of the year whatever <laughs> year it comes out in <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so watch out Gollum's on the way Gollum's on the way and that's that's it for episode 4 of the lowdown <laughs> <laughs>